are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week when we're live is Sergeant McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Did you have, did you have a nice, uh, nice week off where you didn't have to talk about gaming news for the week? Oh, I wasn't here last week? Yeah, either was I. That was, that was, that was, that yeah. was two weeks? That's that's what's two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, I was in uh, I was in Wisconsin for for a week, and I absolutely loved it. it <laughs> is was, the title correct? It, is ESO live? Is that correct? Is is that what it, it says? That doesn't make any sense. E- ESO why, Adventures Live. Why does it say that? Let, nice let me let me let me show you what it says on my screen. Okay, let me let me show you what it says on my screen, so you guys don't think I'm fucking crazy. Okay. Look, look what that says right there. Look what that says right on the screen. What does it say? It says Generation X Gaming, episode 265, June 3rd, 2021, season 7 on my screen. And that's the live. Look. Look, I'm waving. All right? And, and look. And look. There I am. I'm waving. Like, I don't understand why you guys see that. So I guess I'll change it. That is so weird. All right. Um... Oh, we never said Breyer was wrong. I just thought it was funny. No, but it, it's it's weird because on my screen, that's that's what it says. I, I guess I guess I'll have to re reboot it here, not reboot the thing, but just refresh. There it goes. Now it's now it's the right title. Now it's the right title. That's just so so strange how it was it was saying that. Is it strange every time I boot up Discord and and YouTube, I have to keep resetting the sound for my headset? every time yeah i don't i don't know why i don't know why it does that but it mine does that periodically i don't want to get i don't want to get into a rant about this but what the hell does save settings mean if it doesn't ever yeah it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything mage and and thank you for bringing that up it's just very strange because on my end it, it it was the correct one yeah it was the correct one uh what's going on everybody in chat appreciate it uh, on today's episode, we have lots of uh, different topics we're going to talk about. Let's uh, let's do the breakdown here. We're going to be talking about Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to be talking about E3 schedule. We're going to be talking about uh, Marvel Avengers XCOM game. Uh, we're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 and cryptocurrency. We're going to be talking about Bungie Overwatch. We're going to be talking about uh, games in general of do they mess it up on purpose so they can make the fixes faster? So it feels like the crowd thinks they're listening. We're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going to be talking about Microsoft in general. We're going to be talking uh, about a new game company, a new, a new console in your car. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Steam with the new handheld device. We're going to be talking about a couple of new video games, updates to a couple of video games out there. Uh, we're going to talk about how far the big fall with big companies and blizzards having major problems right now we're going to talk about playstation and the games that they hyped up for playstation 5 and we're going to talk about 
now coming on to PlayStation 4, right? But we we called that well, well in advance before even PlayStation 5 was was announced by price. We said it way back last year. We're going to talk about Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 6 rumors. Uh, we're going to talk about Switch rumors. Uh, and we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, we still have those pins. Those pins are still there. I, I can't believe they're still here. I mean, can't believe we're still here. We're going to talk about Twitch and the DMCA and what me and Sarge believe is actually going on with Twitch. And they're just, they're just using it as a scapegoat type of thing. And then we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. I know there's nothing out about Breath of the Wild, but we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild because of what's happening in the gaming industry right now that connects Breath of the Wild. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, and then we'll talk about random other things uh, across the board. So if you guys are new to this channel, this is 30 and Still Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week. This is Generation X Gaming on the on the channel. Uh, we do live streams here. We do recorded content. We do live podcasts here. If you like what we do here, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. It's absolutely free. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can uh, become a member. It gets you access to the Discord, uh, to all all the channels in the Discord. It also gets you a bunch of emotes, uh, and it helps us out directly. It helps us out directly uh, with, with the help of the $4.99 a month. So I do appreciate that. Other than that... Let's uh, let's start, shall we, Sarge? What do you what do you what do you what do you want to do first? You want to talk lightly about something? You want to talk about? Uh, you want to go deep into I, I it have, right away? No, I have, I have no pent up anger for the last week. I've just been listening to gaming news and thought, yep, exactly what I thought. Yep, exactly what I thought. It's been a nice week. Just been like, any surprises this week? Nope, no surprises. Okay. Every, I got I got uh, three days left on my on my uh, Game Pass. And we're, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. And it's gonna and it's gonna stop. My game pass is gonna stop. Where are we playing tonight? We're playing Warhammer. And then, and then I got ESO Plus, so now I'm fully committed to an MMO. So you guys won't probably be seeing me unless I, you're on ESO. Yeah. What, what is what is uh, what's the game? Ver, Verdant. We're playing Warham Vermintide. Two. Ver, Vermintide Two. Warhammer Vermintide yep. Two. We're playing that tonight. Before Sarge loses his uh, game pass, we're gonna play that tonight. Uh. Uh. Right. The one really, right. the one really worth playing is is playing the Warhammer Total War like on a fully decked out PC. That's the one I want to play, but until I get a fully decked out PC, I'm not going to. Well, Duplicit, it, it might be the wrong platform, but if you guys want to use your Twitch Prime or Amazon Prime, you could use it. I have a Twitch channel. I'll be more than glad to take your Twitch Prime. That also helps me. Uh, all right, so let's talk about a leaker for Grand Theft Auto says, oh, let me bring this over here. A leaker for Grand Theft Auto says that Grand Theft Auto 6 will have in-game cryptocurrency. Now, again, this is a leaker. This is not official. I mean, obviously, Grand Theft Auto 6 is not even official yet. But rumors and leaks regarding Grand Theft Auto 6 have been circulating for a while now, despite Rockstar Games having yet the uh, yet to officially announce the game at all. The newest leak, however, claims that the players will earn cryptocurrency in-game, which could rule out some of the most popular Grand Theft Auto 6 rumors out there. Now, one of the biggest rumors surrounding Grand Theft Auto is that it will return to the series of the 1980s, similar to Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and the rumor, rumor. that rumor. has circulated for well over a year now includes a very popular rumor known as Project Americas that state that the Grand Theft Auto 6 map will span multiple cities and countries. Now, however, the newest leak comes out 
of a reputable leaker, Tom Henderson, via the Twitter account. Henderson was well known for his leaking news regarding a Battlefield series, but also as in time, they talked to someone familiar with the new Grand Theft Auto uh, game and claimed that they have heard that players will be earning cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin throughout the game's campaign, which will then fluctuate the price based on the in-game market similar to the stock market in Grand Theft Auto 5. Of course, this would rule out Grand Theft Auto 6 supposed the 80s setting. Bitcoin didn't uh, release until 2009. Now, remember, there was a stock market that you could play inside Grand Theft Auto 5, which they stopped using, like, I want to say, like, nine months in. Like, you just couldn't do it anymore. Like, you were putting money in and well no the the, the online never, version right, the, the online version the yeah. online version didn't work but the one that you played during the single yeah, player that game work you yeah. could position yourself well you could be a billionaire by the end of the game right so tying this with the cryptocurrency right sarge the the conversation is not about cryptocurrency in grand theft auto i'm just reading that to give us the base of cryptocurrency, right? Right now, cryptocurrency is a big, big thing, right? Everywhere you look on Twitter, um, social media, YouTube, anything right now, emails that you get is about pushing Bitcoin, cryptocurrency all over the place, right? My question to you, Sarge, do you think if it's true that cryptocurrency is coming to Grand Theft Auto 6, that you can earn a in-game, there's really no difference if it's like, like Linden's from Second Life, right? That you can earn in the game, right? Technically, that's a Bitcoin way back when, right? Do you think cryptocurrency is the new microtransaction-esque type thing that games could start adopting into their, you know, circulation? That's, that's a lot of, there's a lot of variables there. I mean, it's it's possible because if you if they're able to establish a cryptocurrency in the game, then they bypass all the financial obligations of regular currency. So I don't know whether or not it would be viable. I could see why they would try to want to do it. Uh, Bitcoin's had a rough, rough life up to now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's become $37,000, real rough no, no, life. Yeah. No, no, no. It's been around for 10 years. Nobody believed it's in it. Six. And now, and now that we're reaching, now that we're reaching a point where the economy is getting a little shaky, uh, markets are going to start turning. People are going to panic a little bit and they have to find a spot to put their money. And so some people want, will definitely put it into precious metals, right? Some people are probably going to put it into uh, safe bets for uh, growing during a slower economy. And then other people are going to try doing Bitcoin because. They see that it has, uh, it's starting to become a little bit more stable. And so I could see why, like, let's, let's be honest. I get a lot, of, I'm not talking about a lot. I'm talking about an obscene amount of commercials on YouTube about banks basing a credit card off crypto. Like, if I watch 10 commercials a day, eight of them are credit card companies basing a credit card off of crypto. So it's, to me... It's viable now. It's what? if the banks are pushing it, then I could see maybe that a video game company might incorporate it into their game. Sure. What if, like right now, Xbox Game Pass does something where you do achievements, you get certain things, you can use those Bing points and stuff. What if they start making where each game that comes out, first party titles and maybe exclusive games that come out for first party uh, or consoles? What about if they all come under one umbrella, like? Krebsy says V-Bucks equals Bitcoin already, right? And and cryptocurrency. What about if they make PlayStation Bucks 
or they make Microsoft credits, right? And no matter what game you play in the Microsoft realm or what you play in the PlayStation realm, if I play Marvel Avengers on PlayStation and I complete a trophy list, I can earn, say, cryptocurrency from that. So no matter what game I'm playing, okay, I can now spend that currency in any game that's under the umbrella of that system. So for instance... Let's say I play Marvel Avengers, but then I have enough cryptocurrency under the PlayStation umbrella that when I'm playing Battlefield, there's a gun that I want to get, and then I can purchase it with the cryptocurrency under the PlayStation moniker, right? Do you think stuff like this could happen, where they, they kind of just merge it all together underneath one umbrella? <clears throat> possible. It is possible. That's why it's a little scary. Yeah, but uh, cryptos is a very... Crypto has this... Even listen, even though it's made up, it's a belief in value. It's what the people are, are belief in it. So just like in the old days, people pulled a, a, a piece of rock out of the ground. It was a pretty color. They named it gold. And then they believed in gold. They assigned it value. And then an entire world's economy based off of a rock found in the ground. So yes, in 2021, can I see something that's digitally made found be assigned value and that take off as a part of an economy yeah i can see that sure right yeah jason i, I there there was way back when they wanted to make something um remember they used to have a game show on xbox on 360 i think way back when where you could earn you could earn prizes through watching like a, a certain thing <clears throat> bitcoin is getting banned in some countries too I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if it gets banned in countries. They can still make money off of it. You know what I mean? In other other places, it's virtual, right? One versus one hundred. That's it, Duplass. Remember they used to have they used to have stuff like that. All right. So the next story I want to talk about. Well, actually, before I go, there, chat. What do you think? Do you think that cryptocurrency could potentially? Yes, I know there's there's V bucks and there's uh, whatever currency is in that certain game for microtransaction. But do you think that cryptocurrency, like an actual cryptocurrency, could be the the realm? Because think about it. That's the that's the best kind of currency, right? Because like Vegas makes your money turn into chips, and then you don't feel like you're spending money. All the game companies make it into their own currency. But now if you feel like it's a real currency, which is fake currency, but a real currency, that you could convert your money into, that way it's in the house. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's that one extra one extra step where you can't pull it right out right away into real money. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I find it. I find it weird. It, it could be. Well, it, it's just it. Well, it, because it on some level, it stabilizes certain aspects of an economy, because if the belief system of a Bitcoin is stable, if the dollar just for an example, which is going to happen soon, where inflation gets out of control and the value of a dollar is not as worth as much. It's better to have your money in other things with a value attached to them rather than the dollar itself. Right. So you're you're not losing that value. Like your dollar is still worth what it's supposed to be worth as opposed to the paper money being worth less than what it is. So we're going to see, man. I mean, I've been making moves, so I believe in Bitcoin to a point. I'm not betting the farm on it, 
but I'm definitely moving money around because I don't want to be caught in the crybaby fest that's going to happen like the 2008 people did. Oh, and I watched that. I watched that one happen. So I'm ready for this one now. People are making fun of Doge and every other every other cryptocurrency out there. Let me just tell you, I made my money. I'm making my money. Okay, you can you can say it's fake. I mean, but there's people making thousands of dollars. I may or may not be one of them. Okay. I, I mean, you. Everyone's got to do themselves, but. You reach a point, you reach an age where you start to watch the circles and you start to see the circles repeat upon themselves. And eventually you have to be wise enough to be ready for the circle when it comes back around again. And I happen to be in that position because I saw 2008 and didn't have the means. And now I see it again. And now I have the means. So, uh, yes. Will I believe crypto would be in a Grand Theft Auto game? Sure. What I... What I hope to see is a Grand Theft Auto game before I retire. Like this is this is just one of those things where, <laughs> right, right. like, but it, but it's true. No, like I know, I know. you you make you make a sequel when you're out of money. You need more money. You make a sequel. They have so much money they that don't have to make they don't need to do shit. And so it's it's kind of depressing. Technically, they can just and, make and, and online by the way, and just keep going. And by the way, it's been eight years since the game came out, right? Is it seven or eight years? It was 2013? 12 when what when did grand theft auto 5 come out 2013 13 yeah okay so just saying like i know we're in a very high-tech world just saying now do you think for one moment that even if they did work on the game at all there's not one leak not one screenshot not one well, reporter to be nothing to there's be nothing. well we do know it we do know that the game is being worked on Sure. Right. I can say that. No, we do know that because Jason Schreier said that he says that it's nowhere near completion. It's years off. They are working on it. But even if it comes out, let's say it comes out this year or next year or whatever, they don't really need to release it because they're making hand over fist. But they are making a remake. It's It's the Skyrim. It's the new Skyrim. They're repurposing it for the PlayStation 5 with better graphics. It's it's the same game on the three separate consoles. The 360, PlayStation 3, PlayStation uh, 4, and Xbox One, and now it's on so, the new system. So, so how about this? How about how about I say that I believe that Rockstar will remaster Vice City before Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out? I mean, that would be a smart move because it doesn't right? hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt their online thing for nope. Grand Theft Auto 5. Nope. And people nope. would like it because it's an upgraded version of Vice City. Right. Yes. Upgraded yes. version of, the, of one of the best yes. of one of the best games. So my my take is I think that I think that Rockstar will remaster Vice City before Grand Theft Auto Six comes out. Oh, I I, I could say that as a quick little like uh, little boost. They come out with San Andreas or Vice City. They're like, hey, by the way, here's the old games remastered on the new PlayStation Five. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next story I want to talk about, right? Biomutant, again, the story is Biomutant devs promise updates to combat and dialogue based on the feedback that was given to them, okay? So let me read a little bit about this, okay? So, Biomutant is an open-world kung fu-style game set in the post-apocalyptic world. Initial reviews of the game or critics of the fans indicate much of a desire from the title. Nonetheless, in terms of environment and character design, the game has impressed some uh, some players. Unfortunately, one of the most common complaints of the overabundance of bugs, something that can be take years to clean out from the development perspective. 
but only a few minutes of condemn a game to mediocre eyes of the audience. Now, THQ Nordic have heard the complaints and are hard at work trying to deliver a quality experience to players according to the Biomutant Twitter account. The developers have become aware of the issues with the dialogue, enemies, enemies, loot, combat, and plenty more. It's predicted that the fixes will hit PC prior to console. Unfortunately, it seems that the PlayStation 4 version is one of that that needs the most work. As reviews have been slightly worse on the PC and Xbox One versions, furthermore, the indications that the PlayStation 5 version doesn't quite run as well as the Xbox Series X slash S version, both in which are releasing at a later date. Okay, now it says we're working on the update. This is from the Biomutant of Biomutant, which will be hoped to get into players' hands soon. Okay, this was on May 29th when they said this. Most likely we'll be able to deliver the update to PC platforms first, and then the consoles. Update will include bug fixes, changes based on community feedback. Now, here's the thing. Is the game, they, they know when their release date was, and they know they had bugs in the game if they did their testing. Okay, so my question to you, Sarge and chat and anybody else that's listening in the in the interweb. Okay, do you think it's possible that not because of Biomutant, not because of THQ, but because of Avengers and Destiny and Division and all the other games and that have come out broke and they fix them to listen to the feedback? Do you believe that they already know that they're going to make these fixes way before the game is launched? And then to get the fans more interested, they get more publicity, they get more advertisement, they get more free because it's always buzzing around going over oh, going an update. Do you believe it's made on purpose so they can constantly look like the, they're listening to the fans? Or do you think they truly don't know anything? They release the game and they go, I didn't know there was fixes to be done. Oh, thanks for pointing it out. We appreciate it. What, what, what do you think, Sarge? Well, here's how I look at it. If Biomutant, if Biomutant comes out and they can fix the majority of the issues that they, they so-called are listening to within the first couple weeks or a month, then shouldn't you have just delayed the game and fixed the game and then release it? If that's all it needed, if you all it needed was another month or two to, right. to, to get that shit right, because you knew it was there. Right. Right? You knew it was there. So for me, and... I, I'm a I'm a glass half, half empty kind of half person. yeah half empty oh half have full to have a glass, half, half, half no, full no no, no uh, I'm not a pos I'm I'm a, I'm an optimist oh to I most got you. other yeah, yeah. segments yeah, yeah. I'm an optimist for most other segments You're of a society half empty like me but, right. for, but for video games I've been half full, I've been half empty now for a while right so if you release a game you can fix it in a month and a half and then you say oh we found out the things you were talking about so we fixed them to me sounds like you're trying to get fake goodwill. Like you release yes. the you release the game that's broken, and then fix it right away. We're listening. Thank 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 the guys who played the game because they paid for it already, right. and and give them credit for pointing out the bad things in the game, like you didn't know they were fucking there, and then say we are listening. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm 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 not that gullible anymore. Right. Like it comes down to the same flowchart of game releases. Three to five years to make a game a good game if if the life cycle of a generation of a game of a game system is only like seven years or eight years that means unless you're already working on a game prior to the new release of the system that means you're only going to get one, one title one title for the triple a game to be out yeah and so in their mind 
which it is one matter. week and one weekend, right? right. Wait, that's right. basically it. So to them, it matters only to get the game out. It doesn't matter to let, to be to have the game out and complete because I can keep you on the hook for the next year or two while we fix, fix the game. The game, right? Right? Because we know we're not going to make another a game for this generation. This is our game for this generation. Right. 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 See, I don't, I don't, I don't like to look at it that way, but I, I, I have to try to look at it from both sides. Are the tools that developers are using right now, the engines and programs that they have created over the last 25 years, are they so advanced that the actual people who invented them and are using them on a daily basis are too difficult to do properly? Are the actions in the program so difficult that there's a trial and error process? Like, I make something up, it takes six weeks for me to bug it out. Then maybe I fix it up again, and it takes another sixteen weeks to to do the bug fixes. Right. Is it that is it that horrible to work with these systems that it is now viable to release a broken game and just fix it along well, the way? One hundred percent viable to release a broken game, right? Right. Right. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk sent the worst possible precedent for that for that topic, which is we released a POS day one, which. Hold my beer, 76. Like, hold my beer. Yeah, but no, but then oh, Cyberpunk came out and said, hold, greatest, hold my beard. Greatest, greatest sales ever on a video game. Greatest sales ever. Oh, you're talking about Grand Theft Auto. No, I'm talking about Cyberpunk. Oh, broke. Oh, yeah. Coming out broke. Yeah, broke. And, Highest and, sales right, ever. And made their whole money back on a broke game. Right. Yeah. Right, on a broke game. So that precedent being set means... There's not one developer, not one, who thinks if they have a good enough group based on pre-order numbers or buzz on the internet, that they're not going to release their game in the same condition. Doesn't matter. Right. Well, think about it. Cyberpunk's a perfect example of why you shouldn't pre-order a game, right? I don't care if you had fun with the game or not, because the facts are not that you had fun. The fact is you paid full price for a game, and it wasn't the best possible game that you could have bought. Facts. Facts, okay, that you bought a game that six months later, it's a better game now than it was at launch. Regardless if you had problems or not, the game is a better state now than it was when you purchased it six months ago, okay? And that's with all games now, right? Now, Big uh, Zero Big Boss, right, says, the trick is to keep your customers hanging on your game to make more money on them. If the product is done, when you release it, uh, they play it, beat it, and move on, right? And that's that's it. That's the that's the correct mentality, right? So if in the old days, if I made a game and released a game, that first week, that first month, that first weekend is the big sales, right? That's why there was pre-orders. That's why the the, the the actual hard release date comes out, and then people are like, do they like it? Do they good? If it's good, more people buy it. Okay. Now the game comes out, and they're like, here's the date. It comes out. It's like, oh well, it's really buggy, right? But we have a patch. We, we listen. We know what we're doing. We have a patch. Day one. Day one patch is coming out. Don't listen to the reviewers. It's going to be a good game. Right? Then day one comes out. They get day one patch. They, they bring you out. Now, I'm not talking about Biomutant, people. Those of you that are defending it or bring pitchforks out, they're like, well, I'm having fun with Biomutant. Well, I'm having fun with CD Projekt Red's 2077. I'm having fun. It's not about having fun. Okay? It's about these companies selling you a product that's inferior than it is six months from now, or eight months from now, or nine months from now, where they could have just not released it, waited that six months, waited that eight months, 
test their game imagine that test their game release it and then you would have a good time and it's actually a full-fledged product right but, but but most of the most of these games either it's a game as a service or it's some type of microtransaction whether it be cosmetic or other in the game so it it behooves them to make the game correctly the first time out if I if I release the game broken and it has MTX in it, then the game's broken has the MTX in it, and we're we're advertising our game as we're fixing it while you're playing it. Right. And so I keep you I keep it on the hook for as long as I can, right? And zero zero's got right. You you make a game, I play it, and then I finish it and I move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what we yeah that's that's what we do, right? And if you notice, a lot of the games used to come out, they didn't come out all together. Like they knew like such and such company was coming out like October, November. So like you didn't want to release then you wanted to hold back a little bit. You come out during like early or late winter. So like people are done playing that game. And so there's another game and down the pipe. Right. And you kind of just you jump from one game to the other. Now, you might not be part of that group of people for that game because not everybody likes every game. Right. But then you noticed you noticed that things started changing right around. I think it was was it Battlefield 4? When they started coming out like right on top of each other, where it was Call of Duty and Battlefield and Titan, like all at the same time, like why? Like, why would you stagger yourself that way? Like they want they want the dollars as fast as possible, right? The hype is real. Get it out there. Pre-order number is high. We don't care what condition this is because I can just tell you we're gonna fix it. Right. Right. And I, and I kind of feel like it's it it's 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 meant on purpose. Like we look at them going, they don't know what they're doing, but market research shows that, Hey, how do you keep, how do you keep interest in the game? Now who brought it up? Reese recent chat says that, well, uh, to play devil's advocate on Biomutant, being a small dev, they could have generally not seen the issues pre-launch and work 24 seven to fix it after launch. Here's the thing. Small devs, um, like for instance, hello games is 14 people. They did the exact same thing. This is what, 20 people, I believe? 20, 25 people working on it? What about Cuphead, right? Cuphead was two people. Three people with the musician, okay? Now, I know it's a side-scroller or whatnot, but they released that game, and that game was pretty freaking flawless. There was probably a glitch or two because too many bullets were shooting at one point, and they, they made it a little easier or whatever so you can get past a, a, a boss at one point. But that game is flawless, right? And they put their house up for sale and took a second mortgage out to make the game. Yeah, like they gambled. That's, they gambled. That's that's the type of stuff I like to see in here where they wanted to make a game, they were passionate about making a game, they put their goddamn house up for sale, okay, to make a game, and then they released it and it worked. Okay? And if there was fixes, now they're making a sequel to it or an expansion to it for DLC, okay? Velheim, perfect, Jonathan, right? Little John says it in chat. Velheim is like 14 people. Or no, I think it's like four or five people with Velheim, right? Now it's early access. It's a $20 game. Okay, it's a $20 game. It's not a it's not a Biomutant $60 double A game. Okay. Velheim came out. If Biomutant wanted to come out and it had all these problems, then maybe it should have put it underneath the early access thing or preview program or whatever you wanted to do, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of very blurry lines happening in the gaming industry right now. You can't tell the difference between an alpha, a beta, a gold game that's broke, a live service game that's not finished, right? You can't tell. Star Citizen still in beta, right? There's so many games that are blurring the lines between what's right or what's wrong. We got to stop buying games that are broke. Like, here's the plain and simple solution. You can still spend your $60 on a game that's broke, but wait a week. 
Just wait a week. You'll find out if the game is broke or not. And if it is, you don't spend that $60. You can go buy a different game that's been out for two weeks and then go buy that game if you like that one less buggy than the one that you're playing. The, the whole thing is that you're buying something, okay? You're buying something that's incomplete and then you're justifying it to yourself. Well, I had fun. So it, it negates me spending full price on a broken game that six months from now is a better state than it was when it launched, right? But you've we've reached the point now where the gaming industry as a whole knows full well that they will buy a broken game. They know it full <laughs> well. So it no longer it no longer falls on to the gaming industry to be blamed. It is now a hundred percent. I'll give you 10% on their fault. Uh, 90% customer problem that you, after all this time, with the repeat actions of how you're treated and how a game is released, if you're still buying day one, it's 100% our fault, right? Because if, listen, do you know, do you know what kind of, do you know what kind of stuff would happen on day one if, if nobody pre-ordered? And nobody got the game. Right. And they waited and they waited a week. Do you know what kind of panic would go yeah, into the into I the do. developers? Outriders. Right. People can fly. Right. Hey, uh, yeah. we don't have enough pre-orders. Can we get on Game Pass? Right. Right? Right. Like that's the kind of thing you need to see. Because if you are ready to put a game on the market, but your underlying feature is I'm gonna rely on overhyped Twitch streamers to sell my game even though it's broke. If that's your mentality on how you want to sell a product, there needs to be a check and balance somewhere. And right now, it's our fault. It's our fault. Yeah. When this first started, like like about four years ago, when this this kind of started creeping in, 100% on them. All right? And, and we did, and we did to a point, not buy certain games. They did have problems with certain games that they couldn't sell them right away. But now, it's become normalized. So people are walking around thinking, well, here comes the game. Uh, how many delays? Eight or ten? Oh, it should be good by now. And now you pre-order it anyway, and then you get it, and then you don't care the state of it's in because you are so depressed, and your wife won't let you drink. So you are waiting for any slice of entertainment to come into your view, right? And so you buy it day one. You don't care, right? But it sends a message to the industry that says, these guys will buy Anything. anything, anything. They're, they will buy will yeah. buy anything. Jonathan, little John, where did you get your info on what Outriders sold? There was no numbers on what they sold. There was numbers of who played and how many uh, how many people are playing, but there's no sales numbers. If you if you have it, let me know because put it in our Discord. I would like to see the the sales numbers for Xbox. Okay, because a couple of people on Twitter are saying they're buying it is different than the 3.5 million people that are playing it, and I can tell you that. It, I would say at least 60% of that is straight from Game Pass. But I would love to see an article if it says the actual sales numbers. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'm done with the whole lights on thing. Like, you have to remember, the whole gaming industry was based on quality of product and customer, and a customer base. Like, people liked you, they liked the IP, they followed you, they bought your products. Like, that was the beginnings of how big the industry got. The industry didn't get big based on MTX and just money being thrown around. It was based on what can we do to capture our group of people? Like, look what Blizzard did with Diablo. Look what Blizzard did with World of Warcraft. 
Right. Like, look at look what these big companies did when Call of Duty first came out. And then when Call of Duty came out of its shell and became the Call of Duty that we know today. Same thing with Battlefield. Battlefield was an okay shooter back in the day. And then Bad Company came out. Right. And like that pushed it pushed it out of its shell and like bad company became this this epic force of first person team based shooters. Yeah. Right? There was no MTX to be found. Billions of dollars was were made, guys. Companies grew tenfold in a five to eight year period. We had the best games ever for almost fifteen years. Yeah. And now it's whatever. I mean you, you Real real quick, uh Krebsy brought up would this be better if Biomutant was on Game Pass? You say no, Krebsy, and I agree with you, but it would be better because not to say you still couldn't buy it. And and uh, I believe Sean says it's not a $60 game. He believes it's like a $40 game. Now, $60 and $40 are two different things, right? So if it was a $40 game and it was on Game Pass for people or uh, whatever service you want to talk about, if it's on PlayStation, if it's on Game Pass, whatever it is. If it's on there, you're not paying full price. So people are more willing to forgive and forget when something is broke or unfinished because you're not paying full price for that game. I know that's not what you want to hear, but when something's free to play, people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Not, no skin off my back. When it's not when, it, when it's not free to play and they have to put $40 in, they're like, uh, I don't know if I'm, uh, you know, if it's broke, I'll, I'll get it down the line when it's on the bargain bin, right? That's just majority of the population. Of course, there's always going to be those people that buy it right off the bat and no matter what, they're going to buy it. But there are a lot of people are going to wait for it to come on sale or if it's on Game Pass, they won't try it. A lot of people weren't going to buy Outriders, okay? 25 million people on Game Pass, okay? I guarantee you, 10 million people tried it on Game Pass. So we'll we'll see what the what the uh what the numbers are, you know, come six months from now, how many people are playing it. All right. So let me read the uh, chat real fast. Bungie's making 300 million plus a year. Uh, when you point out the microtransaction, people's first response is they, they keep the lights on. Right. Not only did they expand their building, but they also opened a second studio in Amsterdam, didn't they? Uh, looking at the numbers and efforts of big bucks in the model. Where do you go from here? Industry is too deep in the microtransaction crap. No, it's not too deep. Things change. There'll be a different. Oh, no, it's deep. They'll, 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 it's deep. They'll just <laughs> shift it over. They'll just shift it over to different things. I mean, look, the last the, six, the, before six years ago, there was no games of service. And now games of service are everywhere, right? Here. Go ahead. I, I will. I'll, I'll say this. I'm hopeful for this to happen. I'm hopeful that companies will want to do the gotcha MTX on the mobile side and transfer all that money shit over onto the mobile. Well, that's why they're doing go, mobile. And, and not and not focus on it on the actual platform, like a like a like a console. Mm. Well, right. that's why they're making that's all local. the games, though. That's why they're making Diablo on the on the mobile. That's why Overwatch is making a mobile. That's why yeah. uh, Ubisoft is making all mobile stuff, right? That's because wh it, that's it, why Massive or greatest greatest Square Enix is doing it. People, yeah, greatest pool of people. How by the way, how many people have a phone? Right, right. You don't have a phone. What? Everyone. You guys don't have a phone? Right. right. Like, what's your market? Like, what's your market for my game? I'm making a new. I'm Everyone. making a new Overwatch game. Yeah. Right. I'm making a new Overwatch game. Who's it for? The planet. Right. Like, what's your market? Yeah, the yeah. planet. Yeah, the planet. Like every, like everyone. Everybody. Like, like kids. No, no. A mobile game. We're gonna put an age on it. It'll say like five to whatever. The planet. Right. That's what that that's what the market is. So how do you how do you how do you fight against that? You can't. Right. So even if it's the even if it's the shittiest possible gotcha game with microtransactions embedded in it, 
that what let's just say 20% of the planet tries it and then another 15% buy some transactions on there like it's a done deal they will make so much money the the capture what you guys don't get anymore is the capture rate for money now in the digital world has gone exponential whereas before your market would have been maybe a country or a state or a region like we were like oh a region is kind of big like that's a lot of people okay but if you're making a game on a phone that looks pretty boy then we're talking about like level 10 stripper pretty on your mobile phone right well, well, and you put starts. microtransactions in there the amount of money that can be extracted from the consumer base is redonkulous it's at a level never before seen right you're about when these gotcha games come out you're gonna start seeing numbers for sales on some of these companies that's gonna blow your oh, mind yeah, well, look at clash of clans and stuff like that right look blow at your mind. Look, look at look at candy crush and all those those games candy crush think of the game of candy crush and how much money it makes or clash of clans how much money it makes based on the development time and what you're looking at on the screen compared to god of war or destiny right it's a drop in a bucket yeah, it's 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 a drop in a bucket it's, like it's like nine nine million people play god of war it's the most it's the most amazing game i've ever played right. nine million people 100 billion it. people play candy crush right right <laughs> right 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 so, 100 billion yeah too much mike i know too much i know but the planet like, know. the planet only has nine billion I know. but we understand what right. you're saying right everybody on the planet opens up candy crush all right, so going from what we were just talking about, the way the culture's shifting, like there wasn't a games of service game six, seven years ago, and now they're all over the place, right? Because so, it's doable. Right, so there's there's two two things I want to talk about here. There's two different stories here, right? There's, there's a story of a game coming out called Kenya Bridge of Spirits, okay? And the developer says it was inspired by Breath of the Wild, Right, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, right? And then there's Sonic Ranger leak says that game is uh, Ranger's leaked open world Breath of the Wild style game, okay? And then you have Immortal Phoenix Rising, right? Which is Breath of the Wild-esque type stuff, right? Like open world. Then you have, then you have Genshi Impact that came out last year that is like Breath of the Wild, Okay, do you see this? Do you see what I'm saying here? Do you see this running thing that's happening right now? Breath of the Wild came out in 2017, okay, by Nintendo. And all of these games are inspired by Breath of the Wild, and they're all trying to look. Oh, there was also Pine. Uh, Pine was inspired by Breath of the Wild as well, right? Here we are three, four, five years later, okay, and now games are coming out that are copying something that was successful amazing yeah it takes three years to make a game a amazing game. and now you see all these games coming out that are like or inspired like breath of the wild hell even biomutant they said well we were inspired by breath of the wild right sure so you have all these games that are coming out now this is the time look like battle royales when battle royales now battle royales are a much different beast than what these full games are because they don't have to make a giant open world that's what, correct they were able to, they were able to copy battle royales very quickly and people threw them into whatever game they had available right right so 
that is the market right now. All these companies see they see what's successful, and then they try to market it. Right? What was that game that came out? There was a battle royale game that Cliff um, Cliff Blasinski made. It came out. Uh, it was a battle royale. It was like it was hell, hell break, hell, lawbreakers. No, no. Well, lawbreakers failed, and then his rebound literally like a month after Radical Heights. Thank you, Weezy. Right? Lawbreakers failed. And his rebound from Lawbreakers that he worked on for like three years was Radical Heights. They worked on it like in a weekend. And then they posted it up there and tried to make it successful. Okay. And it, it was absolute garbage. And it and it was out for like two months, maybe, if that. And then that failed. And they brought out another yeah, but, game. But, but, but remember what he said. He said, the gaming, the gaming uh, landscape is too crazy. I'm out. Like, yeah, he, because he retired. Because <laughs> basically he yeah. was trying to chase the bullshit in order to make the money instead of making an ip that you actually cared about he was just trying to chase the money well, well no he was trying to play lawbreakers because he was a big fan of quake and, and stuff in the past and he's like you know what i'm gonna make sure. a, i'm gonna make a game like quake but that landscape is gone moved on okay and he's like well that's not gonna sell so i guess i have to make a battle royale right and Epic made a battle royale within three months after they stole the rights, you know, from PUBG, okay, because they right. were using the Unreal Engine, and they're like, oh, we could do it, and they turned into a billion trillion dollars, okay, yep. so then everyone was trying to make that type of, look at Call of Duty, Call of Duty is a shill, a shill and a shell of a game than it was when it was originally released, okay, now Call of Duty is a open world battlefield, battle royale, right, that's what it is, Yep. Um, and now Battlefield's coming out, and they're going to be a battle royale as well, or whatnot. I just thought it was very interesting that all these games were inspired by Breath of the Wild, and now they're all coming out at the exact same time. So now the market's going to be flooded by all these games that are like Breath of the Wild. But but once again, it takes that long to actually make a game, so you don't see the copycats right away. You see the copycats down the road. Now, some games you see the copycat right away because the game doesn't take that long to develop in that specific genre, like a first-person shooter. Like Call of Duty and Battlefield were copying each other for the longest right. time, right? Right. Because it takes a year and eighteen months. We we realize now they can knock out a, a Call of Duty game in less than two years. You know they just keep pumping them out. But like a long play open world adventure game like Breath of the Wild, it got so much press and it did so well for a handheld system and it was it was epic at the time when that game released. And everyone was like, "Well, we can do that. Yeah, we can make one of those. I want a piece of that pie." And that's what they do. You 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 find what works. And you find what kind of development team you have, and then you kind of pick where you want to go, right? And what the hotbed, the hotbed topic now is open world, right? I, I, the hero shooter, I guess you could call it that, but I, I, I don't really see. I've never saw the hero shooter as a long-term viable game. I just never saw it. Like to this day, the 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 core group of people that love Dota. And 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 with League of Legends, like I get it, I get why they like it, right? But like to have like a a a less a less in depth version of that game, like League of Legends is very technical on a character by character base because the powers that they have, there's right. different powers for every guy. But you simplify that entire game and you end up with Overwatch. We're, we're right. Overwatch, yeah. Overwatch just has one or two abilities. And you're just shooting, and you're with your friends, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, it's it. It sounds great, but for for me, once again, the old guy in the room, I wouldn't be able to play Overwatch for like nine months. You're out of your mind. Like, I don't care. I, like, I played it. I, I played it. I, there's, I, I remember when you guys used to play it all the time. I get it. I understand the fun factor involved in it, 
but the depth of the game doesn't mean anything to me. Oh no, like, I get it. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have it doesn't have a strategical depth. I, it's just a bunch of guys running around. Well, no, shooting. There, there's a lot of strategic uh, aspects of it, but I rather play a game like Battlefield more than Overwatch, personally. Sure. Yeah. But but the new but the new thing now is. They want hero games, right? I keep well, hearing what, all these rumors. Well, PL says Overwatch copycat. Uh, Lawbreakers wasn't so much of a, a copycat to Overwatch. It was an Overwatch meets Quake because he wanted to make a fast-paced shooter that was competitive, and he wanted to be that next game that was competitive. So it is an Overwatch copycat, but it's also a <clears throat> um, a Quake because he wanted that, that fast-paced uh, type stuff, which is great that you brought that up, though, um, PL, for, the, for, the, for that because... Here we're going to talk about the next the next story. Uh, Bungie could be making a hero shooter game similar to Overwatch. Okay, so a recent leaked job listing seemingly revealed more details regarding Bungie's upcoming IP, placing the strong focus on multiplayer character action. Now, since releasing the games in Marathon and Myth back in the '90s, Bungie has continued to trend in an upward direction, fueling major industry franchises like Halo and Destiny. Many of other releases were in partnership with publishing companies like Microsoft, and then the Bungie charted a new course itself in 2019 and announced that publishing deal with Activision over Destiny franchise was being terminated. Now, for the first time, Bungie was on its own and is now responsible for handling much of the work no related to game development, such as marketing and publishing. While many are wondering how they would work, Bungie has thrived making sweeping changes to the immensely popular shooter Destiny 2 as well as taking on development for the second brand new IP known as Matter. Now thanks to the trademark filing uh, for now Bungie has remained extremely tight-lipped about the project though it hasn't stopped fans from looking in unconventional places to find sort of new details. So recently job postings have been given fans an early glimpse at what Bungie may be working towards with the upcoming new IP. According to the leak listing, Bungie is looking for an individual who can take on gameplay and combat design roles with the studio. Now the listing also indicates that the experience of the character-focused action game is also important to, to this job. Now the nine-month contract position indicates the position isn't for Destiny but a multiplayer action game currently in early development. And the last piece of the information revealing is the goal of the game will be to bring players together in a unique way while others are creating am amazing team play moments okay so there's also a posting that on may 27th paul tassi wrote an article saying that they are going to they should make a team-based shooter like overwatch and then later that day bungie trademarked destiny guardians okay which sounds like a type of game that you would be like a hero shooter type thing. Now here's I don't know. Here here's my thing. Do I think if if this is real, do they make a hero shooter? Will it be good? I think it'll be fantastic. Okay, because if you can get that gunplay like they have in Destiny, and then put it in a in a game. Remember way back when Sarge when I said that the PvP should have been all right, where different factions instead of you're a titan hunter and you're all mixed together like you go up against the vex like faction and then the cabal faction and then you go up against you know uh future war cult or whatever and like you had different characters and different teams so it would be like years of war where you're playing the the, the hive or whatever the i forget what those guys are the or you're playing the main guys like teams right now, this is taking it where you could be Lord Shax, you could be Cade, you could be a, or Korra. They all have their powers. They all have their different things. It fits perfect for a hero shooter. Now, I personally think that it would be fantastic. Now, earlier today, I was also talking about 
if it is true, it makes 100% sense because I've been asking for PvP and PvE to be disconnected in Destiny in the future, right? I said, you have to get rid of it. Well, they can't do that right now with Destiny 2. They just can't, right? It's tied together one-to-one. -one. They'll never, ever switch it. But they can switch it. And again, this is my speculation. If this is true, my speculation is that when they make the next Destiny iteration, after this Destiny 2 is done, after taking Queen and, and, and whatever else, we're talking 2024, 2025, when the next Destiny 3 comes out or Destiny Universe, whatever they're going to do, that that is going to be a true MMO type S game that Luke Smith wanted to create Destiny to be. Okay. That's going to be majority PVE. There might be PVP content in there, sort of like World of Warcraft or the way that, that ESO does it. Okay. But it's not going to be what it is right now. Okay. Hence why they kind of left the PVP in this limbo state in Destiny as it is right now, right? They haven't really upgraded it in two years, right? They don't know what they want to do. You have to play PvE to get PvP guns, okay? PvP uh, dictates what PvE gets, so they have to nerf certain guns and certain things here. So, hold on. Let me finish this real fast. So, if they make a Destiny MMO-esque type game where it's PvE-driven, and then they come out with this uh, hero shooter, they've just doubled their fan base, because the PvE guys would be happy that they don't have to get nerfed anymore for the PvP. You have to buy that game. And then the hero shooter comes out, and you don't have to worry about buffing or nerfing guns because of PvE. You're just in that dedicated PvP state game where they would just love to go back and forth and, and level up their character and, and all this stuff. What were you going to say? So so your your assumption is based on current trend that Bungie is going to do a hero shooter so it pulls people that like PvP out of Destiny for that game well, by itself because it, they're not losing any money because they're just moving they're just moving them over to a different game right. they're not losing that community right, right. so they're, they're officially so what you're saying is they're going to officially separate PvP and PvE, but just not in the same game. They're going to actually make a separate game I for think, that. I think they would have a PvP, but it wouldn't be that competitive that people were looking for, right? Like, it would be more like PvP, like World of Warcraft, PvP, like, like ESO, where there's PvP in the game, but it would be a standalone PvP game. 100% standalone. Now, think about this, because Bungie wants to be a multi-publishing game studio, right? Multi-title. Multi-title. So they would have Destiny. They would have Matter. They have the NetEase one. And then they would have their technically looter hero shooter, okay, set in the Destiny universe. We're, we're speculating here. These are my put-it-in-the-book type moments here, okay, where I say that they're going to have PvP in that game, but guns are going to be separated, in the next destiny iteration and the pvp group that people want the pvp to be because look let's be honest halo when when bungie made halo back in the day that was a fantastic that was a fantastic pvp type stuff right there was a story and then there was pvp okay destiny has great story and it had okay pv or good pvp in destiny one and then okay pvp in destiny two PvP players are chomping at the bit for a really fun moment where they could they could really dig their teeth into a PvP mode. And if they wanted to play Destiny, well, then they would buy Destiny, 
the PvE version of it, whatever that whatever that version is going to be, and they would also buy the PvP version, right? They've now separated the game, sort of like Squadrons for EA, right? They just take a game mode out and make it a separate game, and they charge more money for it. So now they have multiple titles, multiple sales, multiple stores to sell microtransactions, multiple stores to sell the... Do you see what I'm saying? This is what I think that, that they're going to do. Chat, you might not agree with me, and that's okay. This is why this is my show. <laughs> and I can say what I want. You guys can rebuttal uh, in chat. Yeah, Mo, by 2025. I think 2024, 2025. I, I, I think, I think. listen, I, I we've always talked about that PvP and PvE needed to be... You're, I can't hear you. You're, you're separated. Wait, wait, back up. The problem was... Re rewind, rewind a little bit. For some reason, your, your audio cut out. Just start again. We've talked forever okay. on how Destiny needed to separate PvP and PvE. But we knew that if they separated it, truly separated it, they would lose a good portion of the community. So it stands to reason that the balancing issues in the game are <laughs> almost impossible. They just have to deal with certain aspects of it, and you have to make one gun superior to the other ones until the next gun comes along and the meta changes. We understand that. But... I want. I I really want to know what their multiple multiple title theory is because if you have an MMO, which is not a MMO, but if you have an MMO shooter looter here, like what is your game? What else are you going to have a multi multi titled well, gaming company that's going to keep that's going to keep your pool of people <clears throat> with you? They have. They would have Destiny, whatever Destiny iteration is. They would have their hero shooter. Would they have that? They would have their mobile game that they're doing for NetEase. They have their Matter game, whatever that is, because I think Destiny Guardians is different than Matter. I don't think Matter is the same type of game as Destiny Guardians, unless Matter is the prototype name. You know what I mean? Like the 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 secret name. I mean, like name. what? I'm just, I'm just going through. I'm just going through it. Like what? What would Destiny? No, I'm sorry, Bungie. What would Bungie want in their in their court? Like what would they want in their pool over here? I got a I got a I got a MMO looter shooter. Then we get a hero shooter, and then what would like the other one be like? I I get it, I get it. Like, but what do you want your little, your triumphant and your your triangle of, of doom over here in the corner? Like, what are you gonna put in? Like, I I can see it. It can't can't be a long play adventure game because that's not gonna work. We got we got to keep people in the game, right? Right, right? So I could see hero shooter, but at the same time, what does that do to Destiny itself? Does it make the game? I guess better because now you don't have to worry about power creep. I can just play the game however I want with whatever weapons I want. Mm. Or does it make it where people are like, well, I don't, don't want to play it because everyone's sole purpose in the game to find those guns was to use them in PvP. Right. Because that was the original, that was the original flow of the game. You played PvE to find the weapons to use in PvP. That's that was yeah. the natural flow. I don't, like I said, I don't think they're getting rid of PvP in the next rendition of Destiny, but they're never going to make that PvP where it's like super competitive in Destiny, right? And the nerfing and buffing and balancing the guns is just a nightmare, and they know that. So I think they, they just make a standalone PvP game for the hardcore people, and if they want to play PvE, they go over and play PvE. And if they want to go play PvP, they go play PvP, like a hardcore PvP. And if they just want to dabble in the PvP, like large battles or whatever it is, they can do something along the lines of that. Um, <clears throat> what's happening here? 
in chat. Let's be nice. Let's be nice. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what I think about the uh, the, the the looter shooter type stuff. Now I want to go over to the next the next topic. Next topic is rumor that just broke earlier today. Uh, there was a rumor, which is more justified that it's not a rumor anymore. It's actually happening that XCOM developer will be making a Marvel strategy game. Okay. Now, the Marvel strategy game, rumored XCOM developer could be making a Marvel strategy game. Uh, as leaks and rumors regarding the E3 2021 swirl ahead of the upcoming event, it's Marvel of all companies coming out strong. Not only are the rumors about Guardians of the Galaxy game from uh, Idios Montreal, uh, or I is that how you say it? Idios? Idos? Uh, Montreal. Uh, can you not hear me, Sarge? Are you okay? Okay, you're okay. Uh, Marvel Avengers Black Panther expansion will also be uh, shown during the Square Enix press conference. Marvel fans can also add a third project to that list. A new leak claims that XCOM developer uh, Ferax is uh, planning to reveal a new Marvel strategy game. Now, the leak comes from a Reddit increasingly in famous gaming leaks and rumors subreddit. An unverified source shares a list of potential 2K reveals for E3, but warns readers to take it with a grain of salt. With, um, and also a list of uh, Ferax game listed codename Coda. This is uh, this game is based on Marvel's IP and will be a turn-based action game. It's further described as XCOM meets Marvel Heroes. Additionally, the leak mentions that the project is bringing in certain famous actors for voice work. Now, with the leak in itself, stating that the leak is unreliable, but some might quick to be to dismiss it. However, Bloomberg reported industry insider Jason Schreier added fuel to the fire by responding to Twitter follow who linked a leak. Uh, uh, who linked a leak, Schreier doesn't outright confirm the leak, but says, yeah, I was wondering if people would notice this leak. Calling attention to the 2K Marvel slash XCOM leak means it deserves an extra look at least. Now, Hoag Law, okay, I read his tweet, and actually before I read it, I was like, I bet you when this XCOM game comes out, it's based on, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.W.O.R.D., right? Where I feel like, you're regular guys and you might have people with abilities on your team like Quake or, you know, like maybe Gambit or something. You know what I'm saying? Like they might have agents of mutants on their team. What do you think about if it's true? And I, I most likely think it is, but we'll take it with a grain of salt. If they are coming out with an XCOM game in the Marvel Universe, is this a is this good or bad? Do you do you want something like this, Sarge? Do you think it'll be a hit or do you think it'll be a niche market? I I played most of the XCOM games, even back in the day, like when they first came out, uh, I enjoyed them. It's a very strategical type of game where permadeath is involved. So as you build up your team, if you make mistakes, there's no restarting. Like you're just playing Iron Man, basically. Uh, no pun intended. But I don't, I don't see how the fun factor would be because it's an XCOM version, just because it's got Marvel characters. Because of the because of the how the game is played and a strategic turn based situation, like, like I'm not excited about yeah. I'm not excited about seeing like Marvel characters being on a game for turn based. It doesn't it doesn't appeal to me because a Marvel superhero game needs to be action packed, not like a chess piece on a game board. Like I don't see I, I I'm sure I'm sure it would have a niche market. But I don't see how you could market that just because you're trying to sell Marvel. It almost feels like they're just trying to vomit out any kind of Marvel thing ever because they're trying to jump on the Marvel bandwagon before it goes crazy. You know, before it just dies out. They're trying to do whatever they can. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how I don't see how it works, honestly. I like XCOM. I do. I played the crap out of the first one. I never played much of the second one. 
Marvel would intrigue me if it was a turn-based game. But at the same time, I think you're right. Like, watching Marvel characters kind of do their abilities. I mean, I can, I can picturing it, like, right now, right? Like, moving a chess piece. I almost I almost look at it like uh, the Star Wars. What's that game that, that Chewie's playing with, with where uh, uh, he picks up his character and slams him? Breaks him over his. Oh, I don't. I don't remember what that is. So Sabak is the card game. I don't remember what that yeah, one is. But the chess game. I, I forget. What I, I forget what it is. Chad, help me out. Yeah, there. yeah. But I feel like, like if I have Wolverine on my XCOM board, and three spots away, he does his Berserker or Cyclops shoots his laser, and then it's it's cool. But at the same time, just like okay, I want compared compared yeah. to compared to what you guys have been playing, yeah, for like yeah. the last couple of years with Marvel Ultimate Alliance with Spider Man Avengers. Ultimate Alliance Avengers. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't see like once again a very small market of people would like would really enjoy that game. I don't see it being a mass marketed game. But once again, if you're just trying to jump on the bandwagon to sell Marvel stuff or to sell stuff with the Marvel label on, it, excuse me, then I could see why they would do it. But, you know, I I personally think they're trying to get as much Marvel stuff out as they can because I don't think the fourth phase of Marvel is going to sustain the consumer base for as long as people think it will. Like, Marvel, as far as a brand, and it's taken a while, but I say peaked. We've peaked. Well, this is... Like, the, the, best, the, like the best that was ever going to happen in, in, in culture... You've already seen the movies. I, I think you're right there. I said it earlier in my stream, and Wheezy also agreed with me at the exact same time. As I was saying it, he was typing it. I feel like this is an oversaturation of like what they did with Star Wars games in the past. Remember when like Star Wars games in, in the 90s, they just... There they was just, there was like blah, was like 30, of, right. 30, 40 games of Star Wars out at like within five years, right? I feel like we didn't have anything, and now we're getting all these comic book games and shows and movies and all of this stuff and i feel like it's going to get kind of oversaturated so like right now we have a marvel avengers right we have we have that game we have ultimate alliance that was out before that then you have spider-man then you have miles morales then you have batman then you have the new uh um Suicide's King or Suicide Squad coming out, right? Now you have this XCOM game coming out. Then you have a Guardians of Galaxy game coming out. Then you have, there's another game coming out down the road that we don't know about yet, right? There's a lot of these games coming out. And it's and I feel like if they're all just kind of mid-ground, medium-ground type of games, then nothing really sticks out. Like Marvel Avengers should be sticking out in this. But it's not because of all the problems and stuff that they're having with the game. It's a shill of a game because it wasn't a looter when they first pitched that game, right? And what it is. But not to get off subject. Guardians of the Galaxy game comes out. I read an article today that they should make the Avengers game, but with X-Men instead. And they should fix it. This is how they should fix it. I don't know. It could be oversaturated like Star Wars was in the past. And now it's oversaturated with Marvel, right? There's There's a good balance to have, like... If you're playing Witcher 3 and then there's a show go along with it, you're like, oh, man, I want to watch the show. I want to play the game. If you want to play Star Wars, you're like, I want to be the Mandalorian. You make a Mandalorian game or you play a Star Wars game to make you feel like you're in the Star Wars universe after watching something in the Star Wars universe. Cross-promotion. Right, no. cross-promotion. Now that you're starting to throw all of this other stuff on top, as gamers, cool, you have maybe you like XCOM and maybe you like Marvel and this is just the, the mashup that you're waiting for. I just don't see this as a very big 
big sale. I, I think it'll be good. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's Marvel, and it's the same people that make well, the, XCOM. The, the graphics, like the graphics I've seen, like the like the latest XCOM game that came out, like the way it looks, looks really cool. The environments are done well. The special effects, the graphics, what happens when you use the big weapons are really cool. But I just don't see the fun factor of it. Strategic factor, no problem. I see that. But like as a fun factor... Like uh, we all, we all have this little thing in our head about how you want the superhero game to be played out as. Like I, I lean more towards. I think Avengers has the closest open world with a hero that I've seen ever. Like what you could do with that in a different setting, in a different type of open world, I could see what they were trying to do. Right. But because of the containment that they have of that game, the limitations that they put on themselves for those characters in that game, it doesn't it doesn't allow the game to flourish the way it's supposed to be. Right. Like I, I like I like okay, I'll give you a good example. In my mind, a good superhero game like Avengers would be in a open world like Grand Theft Auto V. Have a destructible environment like Battlefield 3. Right. And have customizations of an MMO so you can customize your character to make it look like whatever you want. Like, that to me is the, is the per- perfect union of what a superhero game should be and where I'm playing with him. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man has it yeah. because he's in the city. Yeah. Right? But it's... Uh, and, I, I don't, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but the city is, is static. Like, it doesn't have, like... Critical moments where like you're, buildings are coming down. You're talking or... about Avengers, or are you talking about Spider-Man? I'm talking about Spider-Man, okay. like the way the Spider-Man game was. It looks amazing. It plays amazing. They have the swinging down for Spider-Man, but like when you're doing like a boss battle or something, it doesn't have like that. What as like what they showed in the first mission of Avengers, where that bridge battle was, right? Like that kind of like awesome visceral thing of like what's happening with the heroes, static versus immersive that that's so like that's what i would look for if i was so an xcom game come on that that's the one thing i did i actually that my my least favorite thing about the spider-man game is one of my favorite games of all time because i'm a huge spider-man fan i love the open world of of it is that the world felt alive but at the same time when you're on the ground and you do the same seven missions like stop the guy with the car stop the bank robber stop this thing it didn't feel very flushed out on that part but i did like the city now if you're describing what you're what you're describing if it was like more felt like grand theft auto ish instead of what the spider-man game city was like if it felt more like liberty city where i mean that that's alive you could literally follow a guy around and he's like going to work or he's going on a job and he's driving somewhere type of stuff it's crazy right yeah yeah but that if that was in spider-man Okay, that would have made the game like, like forget about it, right? If they could do a, a superhero game in the in a in a world like Grand Theft Auto, where the map doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be fifteen worlds, it doesn't have to be all this other stuff. If they could just make the world feel alive, and you're saving people, and you're doing stuff like that, I think that would be the greatest superhero game, right? Like, again, and, and that and that that game, that game literally screams gas game, like right. because. Yeah. You'd have chapters. Yes, like a comic like book. In the, like, right, right. in the summer, yeah. in the summer, you have this villain, and this is the villain storyline for the summer. 
And then you'd have the winter. This is your villain. This is the missions you have to f complete. Finish the uh, go for the boss in the winter. That to me, like if that's what they want to do with a gas game, like that makes more sense to me. Right. Right. And then maybe a couple, maybe a year in the road, there's a group of more heroes, and each of those has missions to do for different villains. Yeah. But like if you, when you're doing a superhero game, it the the classic the classic flow guys is. If I'm Spider-Man, then eventually, at some point, I should be fighting Rhino, Lizard, Sandman, Venom, right? Sandman. Like, I, I, Sandman. I well, my that, list, my that, list of yeah, guys. The, the game, right? That's why Spider-Man is so I, good. The, if, the right, boss battles if I and pick, stuff. If I pick Captain America, I should be fighting uh, Red Skull. Your your list of guys comes up, like, and those are the missions you do, and that's what makes you. That's what makes you be immersed well, into the game. Well. Going from this, right, and this wasn't on the list, but Marvel Future Revolution is a mobile game coming out, and it looks like Ultimate Alliance meets like MMO light type of thing. It's a it's a RPG, it's a, or an action RPG, and it's a mobile game, and it looks fantastic. Okay, and just I'm getting nauseous again because I say mobile, I do I get a little bit of nauseous because I hate mobile games. And yet this Marvel game, Future Revolution, looks phenomenal. Now, I know it's going to be microtransactions galore, but the, open, but the open world with the fighting that I've seen, I'm like, this looks freaking good. It's like what I want to see in a superhero game. And hopefully we can grind for stuff and earn stuff in the game without the microtransactions galore but it's going to be there and that's going to give me the bad taste in my mouth from that um next story i want to talk about uh tesla's new car well i shouldn't say new car tesla's new in-car gaming system is basically a mini playstation 5 now elon musk has always been on a bold claims that maybe his ability of playing AAA games in the tesla vehicles was merely a pipe dream after all Okay, the AMD ComputerX 2021 keynote, the chipmaker conf conf confirmed that the latest generation of Tesla system arriving in both the new Tesla Model S and X, well, they should have teamed up with Xbox. Wouldn't that be great? The Xbox Series S in the Tesla Model S and the, and the Tesla Model X with the Xbox. Uh, come on, this is a marketing thing that they could have done. Um, but anyway... Empowered by the AMD Resin processor, okay, the Intel, uh, the internal suggests that Musk's in-game car rig is capable of providing up to 10 teraflops of computing power, which isn't far off to configure boosted by Sony's PlayStation 5. Now, what do you think about this, Sarge? Like, you can play a video game system as, as powerful as the PlayStation 5 in your car. Look... The the last the last show I saw where the car drives itself and everyone seemed okay with it was Westworld, where the, the the side of the car opens up, people just step in, they just sit down, and the car just goes the Johnny where they're supposed to go, right? Right, basically the same type of thing, except it looks like a giant fishbowl, right? So, I don't I don't like to look at it. I'm I'm a practical guy. I don't like to look at an automobile as a place where I step in, tell the car where I want to go, and now I begin to play video games in the car on the way to where I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm in the car. I'm in the car. I'm I want to either be driving the car or I want to be racing the car. I don't I haven't got to the Wally phase of my life where I just want to sit in a chair and be rolled around. Like I don't I'm not there yet. Okay, so like to me, I don't, I don't, yeah, 
I guess it's cool. Sure. We're going to have video games no, no matter where I go. I got a phone in my pocket. The game's on. Got a watch on. Game's on that. I go to my car. There's a game on there. So basically, I'm just, I'm around video games 24-7. That's basically what it comes down to, right? Uh, the only place I the only place I can't play games is at work, and I'll still have Twitch on in the background watching guys play video games. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Reese, they could have come up with a better name than Teraflop, right? They could have used uh, Who's a What's It's. It's got providing up to ten Who's a What's It's computing power. Yeah. Now I always wonder where they come up with these names and stuff. Um, I mean, I know why they came up with the name, but uh, it is funny. All right, so I'm gonna get a couple of stories out of the way real fast because they're they're small little stories. They're they're not really stories; they're more informational uh, type of stuff that's happening here. Okay, so uh, Adobe Atmos and version uh, and Vision is rumored to be a two year more exclusive for Xbox systems. So that's the bullet point. Put that in there. Okay, so Adobe Atmos uh, is 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 in for Xbox there for two years. Okay, then we have. Uh, let me see. Uh, we have Xbox. By the, way, did, did, okay. by the way, did Spider-Man, did Spider-Man release for Avengers yet on PlayStation? No, 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 it didn't. Well, well, well we might find out at E3 this year, Sarge, to find I'm out when, 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 when it's coming out. All right, that's right. We'll move on. Xbox Game Pass titled Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance will add local co-op post-launch. Okay, so that's put that in the pin for you guys. That's coming out to day one, day one game pass, by the way, if you're on Xbox. Uh, we have uh, No Man's Sky had another update, another update. Okay, No Man's Sky, man, they, they're coming out. With, I, I, I turned it on the other day. They did a visual update. No Man's Sky gets a major visual overhaul and reliable flying creatures or critters now. Uh, not even two weeks have passed since No Man's Sky's last free update, which was adds Mass Effect's Nomad to the fleet as a frigate. And there's already another update in Halo's uh, Halo Hello Games uh, Space Exploration Sandbox. It's called Prism, and it's pretty heavy visual overall. Okay, that it rain it refracts light and and makes surfaces look wet and shiny. New lighting effects in caves, fur for alien critters, a night sky sparkled with thousands of new stars, which looks awesome by the way new effects when you use your warp drive which looks really cool volumetric lighting effects in ships and space stations interiors which is pretty good so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on and again i said this like two years ago that they could stop giving away free content for no man's sky i think they've gotten the goodwill back after five years of supporting this game after the shit fest it was when it came out uh they've come out with so many updates I honestly don't. I mean, I know how they're making money. They're making money because every time they come up with an update, someone's like, oh, maybe I should check it out. And they'll buy it for the first time because it's still, you know, they're still making money off of it every time yeah, they come but, up with an update. But, but, it, but, at some, but at some point, right, at some point, it has to be the law of diminishing returns at this point. Everybody who was going to buy No Man's Sky had to have bought it already. There's no one waiting on the fence for the 17th patch to come into play because now you're going to buy No Man's Sky. Like so, right. I guess I guess his conscience needed to be cleared. So he spent all this time with the extra people patching the game to make it the way it was supposed to be, instead of that whole ruckus that it caused when it first came out. I completely get it, but it's been five, <laughs> it's been like five years, yeah. right? Yeah, it's five years. Like, yeah. what what are you trying to improve? Like, I get it, right? You want to clear conscience. You want to try to fix your game. But my question now is. 
are you guys just going to fix this game and then just retire from gaming? Or are you guys working on something else? It doesn't have any microtransactions in it. He's got extra extra staff. He's got like, what, 27 people or 30 people working for him. So the money has to run out eventually, right? So what are you doing? What what, what are you making right now that's going to keep you in gaming? I'm confused. Yeah, that, that song stuck in my head. Get into my car. Do, 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 do. Um, next song, new ground content, new grounded content update arriving end of June. Features full release will be larger and less frequent. So this is just if you're playing grounded. Okay, grounded uh, is a quickly evolving. Open- remind me, remind me again. A game it's the, it's, that it's a game the- kept putting on, kept putting on hold, and I'm waiting for updates. It's the Honey I Shrunk the Kids game. It's the backyard Honey I Shrunk the Kids game. It's a co-op survival okay. game on the Xbox and PC from a, the guys who made uh, New Vegas uh, and and uh, and Avowed and all these other games that they've and uh, yep. Outer Worlds uh, or is it Outer Worlds? No, Outer Worlds is a different. That's uh, Outer Wild. Outer Worlds. Outer, Outer Wilds. No, 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 Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Um, they have they're, so they're, what they're doing is they're still updating it every month with smaller like patches. But the big updates that they're doing, they're just they're just gonna put those out every three months, like once a quarter now. Uh, it's a preview program, so the game is still it's free access to people that are playing it on Game Pass or whatnot. Uh, you don't have to pay for so anything. So when is it done? Well, when it came out, it was literally they probably worked on it for maybe three months before they launched it. I'll repeat the question. It'll probably so be done. When is it done? Probably be about two years. I would say about two years. There's like no story. The story is literally like three hours long, right? So that's what Grounded is doing, and that's just more of an update than uh, than anything else. Um, what else here? Uh, let me see. Do we have another story? I, I'm just trying to get rid of the little bits and pieces here. Can we get Can we get rid of the Horizon Zero Dawn one? I want to talk about that uh, yeah, briefly. Yeah, hold on. Let me just see. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay, Warner Brothers Discovery. If you guys don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Discovery announced a new name of Warner Media merged with Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay, so those of you that didn't know, AT&T sold off Warner Media. They wanted out of the movie industry, basically, right? So they merged was announced last month. AT&T said it would spin off Warner Media Entertainment giant uh, containing Warner Brothers, HBO, DC Comics, CNN, among many others, that Discovery would take over the new company, but they didn't say uh, what the new name prepared for the day the deal was announced. So Discovery CEO David uh, Zella uh, will be charged the merge of group. Warner Media is is by far the bigger company, though, and they are around three times uh, the 2020 revenue roster, iconic characters and properties. Discovery brings into the table a huge archive of reality TV shows and growing news and sports business in Europe. And they say, we believe that it would be the best most existing place in the world to, to tell big, important, and impactful stories across the genres and across any platform, film, television, and streaming. He said in a statement today, the combined the com- companies in borrowing the line from Warner Brothers classic uh, Falcon uh, for its slogan, the stuff of dreams are made of. Now, AT&T and Discovery expect to merge to wrap up in mid-2022, assuming that it clears regulatory hurdles. AT&T shareholders will own 71% of the new company, so it really more like Warner Media is being freed from AT&T and picking up Discovery along the way. Now, they hope to combine the entertainment giant can become even bigger player in streaming, and then the two independent today, Warner Media runs HBO Max, which is also fairly successful so far, though it remains smaller than Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Discovery only recently launched Discovery+. Plus. And they said that combined, the company will also take $20 billion per year towards a new content and a number of revo- uh, uh, revealing Netflix and exceeding Disney Plus and putting hopes to eventually reach 400 million homes. So there you go. So 
the name that they're going with is Warner Brothers Discovery, the stuff that dreams were made of. So there you go. Warner Brothers. That's a quote from that's a quote from a movie. It is. They said it in the in the, in the title. They said it in the in the article. It's from the Maltese Falcon for its slogan. That's what it's from. From the from a Warner Brothers classic, the Maltese Falcon. For the slogan, okay. the stuff that dreams are made of. Okay. So that's that. So Warner Brothers is. And I was going to say. Su- I was going to say it was from the movie Explorers when the alien f- sees him at the very end and they get have to kick him out because his alien father grounds him, and so he sounds like he sounds like uh, Humphrey Bogart saying the line from that movie. Oh no, I I don't think that's it. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator patch cuts the download download size in half. So if you guys are uh, playing or wanted to play, and you're like, I don't have room for that. It was uh, 170 gigs on your system, and is now being shrunk down to 83 gigs, um, which is pretty phenomenal considering you're downloading Planet Earth onto your <laughs> to, not Earth Two, not to be confused with Earth Two or Mars or uh, Planet uh, IX. But just uh, the Microsoft uh, Azura Earth, uh, so that's that's what's happening there. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, stuff, right? So Horizon Forbidden West, PlayStation Four and PlayStation 5, PlayStation Five difference is explained. Okay, so let's talk about what was shown this past week. I was in Wisconsin when this happened, so I didn't watch it live. Uh, they showed the footage of Horizon. Uh, West, Forbidden West. I thought it looked great. I think, you know, I'd, I'd never played the first game. I watched a streamer play it 100% complete. I thought it was a, an amazing game. I own it, never played it. I want to play it. Um, but that's not the biggest news story from it. The biggest news story is that Alo, the main character, the right, from the, from the game, people are saying that she looks different. Okay? She looks different. She does. And she does. she does. Now, the game takes place six months after the last game. Not six years? Not six years, six months. S- six months? Right. And there was someone that came out and said, well, you know, kids grow up and they change real fast. Like, my son does change, but unless, you know, whatever. So, Sarge, do you know the actual, do you know the actual quote? Well, okay, first first of all, I don't, I don't want to be part of this whole Oh, you're problem. part of it. We're, 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 you're, like, you're part we're, of it. The problem that we have. I looked at the video. I looked at the sites that talked about it. And I understand what they're saying. I didn't believe it. I thought it was just, that's how they wanted to do the art, and that was it. And we're going to we were gonna just leave it at that. However, Heels versus Babyface had an article they pulled up that the art director of Horizon... It was from a tweet. It was from a tweet. It was from a tweet. It was a tweet. I get it. But it's still a shitty tweet. Okay, so the tweet was that the reason they changed her face and they changed the way that she looked is because the way that she looked before, she looked too feminine and looked like if she had broken a nail, she would cry. That's correct. Yes. Right. So basically what they were saying is is from the director. So basically what they were saying is, is that she looked too feminine to be in this strong role. And that's I have a problem with, right? Right, and and not for the reasons you guys think. My problem is, I'm a male gamer. I'm part of the ninety three percent of the population of why there are video games. You're all welcome, okay. <laughs> and so, the reason I'm mad is because 
male gamers love female heroines, and we want our female heroines hot, built, sexy, and strong. Period. That's what we want. I don't care that you think that if she broke a nail, she would cry. She's supposed to look like a 9, 10, or even a 12 with the body armor and everything else in, and she kicks ass. That's why I bite the game. Right. Right? Right. I don't want some hero that you felt bad for because you're objectifying women. Sorry for the last 50 years of gaming. Okay? We're we're worried about objectifying women now. And so you make the girl look like Kelly McGinnis from Top Gun. Right. Like, what? Like, (laughs) she goes goes from the hot chick from the movie to, like, some butch lesbian. uh, What happened? Like, what are you you trying to say? Right. Right? What are you trying to say? Right. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard that you actually said that in a tweet. Here, here. You can't be feminine. You can't be feminine and strong. Right. That's basically what he said. I was like, I mean, all right, here we go. I mean, Tom, go. Tomb Raider, right? As they're saying in chat, right? Engo says Tomb Raider. Laura Croft, right? Even the old Laura Croft with the pixelated shit, okay? And the new Laura Croft. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I. That's one of the reasons. Look, look, call me what you want, right? But when I'm running and I'm looking at third person, uh, I'd, rather look, I'd, rather look, I'd rather look at an ass... From a woman, and I don't care if she's pixelated or not. I, I'm interested because she's a she's a strong hero character, right? I don't care if it's a strong male, strong female, but don't change them because you're like, well, I'm gonna make it more butchy because she looked like she was gonna cry if she uh, stubbed her toe or broke a nail. No, we, right? it's, it's not it's not believable that a woman that looks like that can be a hero, right? What? <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't know I don't know who's supposed to be more mad. Am I supposed to be more mad? Or is any normal girl who likes video games go, wait, what? He's, she's too, what? Like, who's supposed to be more mad about that? It's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. It's a, first of all, it's a video game. It could be a skeleton right. with breasts and armor, okay? <laughs> yeah. And she could conquer the world. It'd be fine. Yeah. But you, you're trying to establish some kind of realism on the character. Like, oh, well, she's much too thin and pretty to save the world. <laughs> what? Here's, what? Well, what? I can't believe that that's an art. That this is a discussion. Right. I can't even believe right. we're here. Yeah, you know, I, I really hate looking at God of War and looking at Kratos going, "Oh man, why has he got to be godlike where he's so strong and and strength?" I rather him look like me, where he's got a fucking beer belly and and, he, and he's yeah, like, Kratos, Kratos yeah, yeah. would be a lot better with a, with a beer gut, yeah, overweight. Yeah. I really and want asthma. him. I really, I really <laughs> yeah, want him to look how... like me. No, no. If I want to look like me, I go. Look at a fucking mirror. I want to go play a character that I, I want to fantasize and be, right? It's like, so, so garbage. It's so, it's so much garbage. <laughs> so here's here's the... Uh, I want to talk about PlayStation right now, right? Because we're talking about this, I want to talk about PlayStation. People that talk about PlayStation, God of War is now being uh, delayed. Now... I said in episode 235, no 235, we're at 265 right now. This was back in September after they announced from the PlayStation event that God of War was coming out in Ragnar. And I said, there's no way in hell that the game's coming out next year. Okay. And thank you, PlayStation, for proving me right. Okay. Because during the pandemic, even if there wasn't a pandemic, that game was not coming out in 2021. Okay. It's coming out in 2022. And the reason this, and this is my speculation, my speculation alone, I don't endorse any other things. Okay. This is my belief is that PlayStation wanted to sell their fucking systems. 
Okay, 100% told everybody that exclusive launch title Ragnarok is coming out. And I said that it's coming out for PlayStation 4 and that it's not coming out in 2021. Okay, I also said that the New Horizon game was also coming out for PlayStation 4 and that might come out this year. It might because it did have a longer it had it came out 2017. So they've, they've had one extra year to to do it. Okay, but PlayStation has 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 tricked all of you that are fanboys of PlayStation. Now, I'm not a fanboy of Xbox or PlayStation because I own both systems, okay? But they did this with Spider-Man for Marvel Avengers. They did this with Marvel, with uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man. They've done this with God of War. They've done this with all the remasters they've done. They had no games to sell with this. The games that you got was Godfall exclusive godfall that came out at launch when the playstation dropped all these other games were a promise to you just like metroid prime when they showed the the logo back in like 2017 or whatever the hell it was okay all of these games and stuff are going to be delayed or pushed back even worse now because playstation 5 can't get enough playstations made right and PlayStation 5s want you to play their new games on their new system. Well, if they can't sell their new system, why would they bring out their new games? It takes three to five years in the new life cycle of the console to actually start getting games that are made for that system. Now that you know that Horizon Forbidden West is coming out and it's on the PlayStation 4, you know it wasn't made for the PlayStation 5. Now that God of War Ragnarok has been delayed and it's coming out for PlayStation 4, you know it wasn't made for the new system. So they're upgrading and putting little ticks and tricks and stuff in there. Okay, so this is how they're going to sell you the game. Now, Horizon Forbidden West, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5 differences explained. Okay, for PlayStation 5, we can go for, uh, much further, of course. He add. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me back up. Uh, <clears throat> he used the PlayStation 4 console and, de and designed it with the hardware in mind. And a lot of development has been taking place on the PlayStation 4. And a lot of play testing has been done on PlayStation 4, said Yogan. Uh, uh, is ensuring that the owners of the console have a great experience of the game and look fantastic on the console. Now, I'm not suggesting you're not going to have a good time on PlayStation 4. I'm just letting you know that it wasn't made for PlayStation 5. Okay? So for PlayStation 5, we can go a little bit further, or much further, of course, he added. Visually, we can add a lot more details graphically and the rendering technique and underwater scenes is spe uh, special for the PlayStation 5. And the extra detail and the extra systems, like the wave techniques, is better on that system. Now, as well as improve the water environment, details of PlayStation 5 versions are able to make use of the cinematic-grade lighting system, which the PlayStation 4 can only use in the cutscenes and the lighting of a uh alo on the on the playstation 5 has much more definition okay he also used a special cinematic lighting rig on the playstation 4 is only used in cutscenes because the game is not running uh and we uh wait and the game is not running and we are have more processing power on those scenes but with the playstation 5 we have plenty of processing power so we can have the light and rig always available so you can always look great with the lighting setup traveling now see they're, they're trying to tell you this is the backpedaling part Okay, this is the backpedaling part. Get a PlayStation 5 because you can get the new Forza Horizon or uh, Horizon Zero Forbidden West, whatever it is. Okay, and still look fantastic. And now they're like, well, it's coming out for the PlayStation 4. And th these are the good parts of it. Now it's going to look better on the PlayStation 5, but it's going to look just as, you know, it's, it's going to be like this, but not like the PlayStation 5. So your best bet is still getting a PlayStation 5, but we're 80% of the market is still on the old systems. 80% of the market, this is not me bullying up numbers here. This is facts. 
right? Majority of the population doesn't move over to the new systems until three to four years into the life cycle of the new system. Okay. That's just the way it is. And magically, games are not made for the new systems until three to four years into the life cycle. Surprising. It is surprising. But what's more surprising is that they're actually speaking this out loud, whereas before it was understood. It was completely understood that when a new game system came out, there might be one or two games that they're making specifically for the new system in order to create eyeballs on it and make you want to buy it. A.K.A. Rise. I, AKA, you, you know what I'm talking about? The one game that they bring out that pushes the envelope for graphics that makes people think about the new system. Meanwhile, they just keep coming out with games for current gen systems that you can play on the new system. And they just shut up about it. Nobody said anything about it. We, we understood that the game that's coming out right now isn't gonna be for the new system. But for some reason, they decided this generation they were going to push that these games were only going to be for the new gen right. systems. Launch right? titles. It just happened. Right. It just happened to well, be. They used the, the wording same "launch year. title," right? They used the whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever vocabulary you want to use, but they used the lingo stating that these games are definitely for the new system. That's why you want it. That's why you need it. Like, and everyone was like, "Yeah, okay." And then, I guess it just so happened to coincide with the coup. The year of the coup and so now you know damn well nobody has all the systems that should have the systems at this point in time so the games aren't being made for this we know that we knew that before you started talking about it but it makes them look like idiots right to publicize that these games are only for new gen when we know damn well they're not yeah well here's another problem right now this game might come out this this year it might come out this year. It might also have problems because it was also being made on the final major part of it during a coup year, okay, during the, during the pandemic. Now, on top of that, um, where well, I lost my train of thought here, um, if, it, if it does come out, okay, it might have its issues. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game in any way, shape, or form because PlayStation usually has really good first-party titles, Last of Us, God of War, Spider-Man. Like, they have a lot of games that come out, and they're not glitchy or buggy. They have glitches and bugs, don't get me wrong, but they're not like shit games, right? They, they, they keep them in the pipeline long enough to, and that's why I think that this is not the situation that Miles Morales' uh, Spider-Man uh, game was or God of War. I've been on record saying that Miles Morales is not a $60 game. It's definitely not a $70 game, okay? It's a DLC that should have been on for the last system, but instead they made it because they had no games for the new system, and they pushed it over, and they knew that. That's why they combined it with the other other game to make it a $70 game. Okay. Correct. God of War might do the same exact thing. God of War might be that $50 game, but they know it's not really a full-fledged game, so they might bundle it with the next God of War and make it a $70 game. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call that right now. Maybe that's what they'll do. Um I believe the way they ended, right? It took them 5 to 7 years to make God of War, and yet they have a sequel coming out 2 years later, which doesn't no really shot. make sense even with the assets and stuff like that it still doesn't feel like it's a so that's one of the reasons i think they delayed it too there's not enough there's not enough p players playing it now horizon zero dawn sold 2.92 million copies when it first launched in the first month when it came out something along the lines of that okay i don't have it in front of it, me but that's was that was that was that a failure no it wasn't a failure it's actually very successful for them now it went on to sell, I believe, 8 million copies or 10 million copies over the over the years, and obviously not full price or whatnot. But sure. a couple months right after, they knew they were making this game. So if it came out in February, which I believe it did, okay, in 2017, I don't believe it's coming out this year. I do believe it's coming out next year around February or March, 
of 2022. I don't think it's going to come out in 2021. I still don't think it's enough time, bro. It's, it was a coup year. They're already behind without the coup year. And then you have a coup year in between. I don't think it's a full three years of development yet. I really don't think it's so. uh, They're on the cusp of it. Now, what throws a wrench in it is because of the coup year, right? It, it, it might not be a full, but I don't believe that this is a DLC like the God of War and like the Spider-Man. Okay, I just feel like they've had extra extra more time because both Spider-Man and God of War came out in 2018. And yet the sequel or continuation of Spider-Man came out just two years after. Okay, because it came out last year. Right. Did it not last year when 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 the system launched and then God of War was supposed to come out. But then it got pushed back now to, to next year. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but there's not enough people. The player base that played Horizon Zero Dawn first one was like t- I, I have it written down somewhere where I where I talked about it. I forget if it was inside the submitted stories when I talked about it, but I, I put the numbers in there and I said if the same percentage, there's not enough systems out right now, right? Out of 140 million units that were sold, or 120 million units that were sold for PlayStations, like 13% bought. Horizon Zero Dawn over the last five years. 13%, right? Like 2% got it when it first came out. Well, the 2% is more than the systems out now, okay? So there's not enough systems out there for the diehard fans that are Horizon Zero Dawn fans. They don't even own the system yet to get it on the new system. And even if they go back, it'll still sell like 3 million, 4 million copies, which I'm not saying is a, is a fail, but as looking at it as at Sony, they're like, well... We had to sell more than we sold last time for the sequel because that's 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 what they want, right? They're not going to get it. They're not going to get it because there's not enough people with the systems in their hand. Hence, why I think they might even push this back till next year until they get more more hardware out into the stores and into people's hands. That's just what I think, though. <clears throat> Let me get the uh, the next story here. Do you have anything else to to, to add to that, Sarge? No, PlayStation's just in a weird spot, man. <clears throat> they talk too much. They've been double talking for a while now. I mean, if they had just kept quiet and just released the games when they come, then it wouldn't have been a problem. But this this double talk that they do, like one side says we're a generational gaming company. We want we want games to be on the generation that it's on there. And then at the same time, you have the other guy saying we, it's impossible to do that. We don't have enough systems out there. To, like, like, but all that, all that verbiage right there that happened in the last couple of weeks, all that talking points between the two people, didn't need to be said. Right. Like, it just didn't. You, you say nothing. Like, we, we, I've been around long enough to know that one or two games that come out are are, are to sell the system, and the rest decide when they're going to use the power of the system. It takes. Listen, we're, it takes three to five, three to five years, three to five years. So if the game system just came out. Unless they were hit, they were hitting the ground running, and they were like, "We're making this game specifically for the new system." And then, once again, I, th- this this is my defense. I think you, you you're able to make a game for the new system, right? Because you get let let's say let's say this, you get the development kit like a, 18 months before the system's release, like maybe almost two years, almost two years, right? So they know what the system specs are going to be. You start developing right then and there, right? When you're done three to five years in, you're already two or three years into the life cycle of that system to begin with, period, anyway. Right. So now you're concerned that people don't have the system, so you don't want to make it for the older system. My rationale is, if the game is exclusive and is badass and you made it the way it was supposed to be for the new system, then you let it ride. 
just like Grand Theft Auto let it ride. When Grand Theft Auto released their game, at no point for the first, I think it was two years or three years, did that game come down in price at all? It's still not, right? full, it's it's still stayed, not down in price. It's it still stayed, full price. It stayed, yeah. in, it stayed at its full price. So just because you're scared that you might not make all the money right away, I think there needs to be some titles in there that are there on for to say, I think it's time for me to buy a new system. Like, that's what you need. Right. You need to pe push people over and say, this is the reason why I need the new system. Not the reason where it says, oh, you know what? We can't make a billion dollars week one, so I need to downgrade the game in order to get my market share in order for me to push the game out. I I, I believe if you're going to be play, if you're going to be Sony and you're going to want your exclusives, then I say, own it. Make the game for the new system and push people forward. That right, and don't and don't which, lower the price. Which they said you'll get your money. Well, they you'll get your money, just not not week one. Well, that's you'll get your money. Sony said that that's what they, did. they 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 wanted to keep the generations apart, but then they backtracked on it, right? They backtracked on it, and now they're going back to because they're not selling enough systems. Because there's not systems out there because of the shortage and because of the coup year and, and whatever else excuse you want to make. Even if there was no coup, even if they had full product out there, it still takes three to five years to get the majority of the population to move over to the new systems, right? So anyway, quick story, okay? Twitch starts to send out more DMCAs, okay? Now people are starting to freak out again because here it is again, 2021. We're doing DMCAs again. We're, we're sending out the emails. You need, to, you need to do it. Now, they don't you tell you. You and I both know what the, they don't, you know oh, before, know what the before, reason before, is. Before you say it. They don't tell you or give you any warning of like this video is getting taken down and this is where it's at or not like the YouTube. They just tell you that you get strike down. You get three strikes, you're done. So this makes all the content creators delete everything. They delete everything. Okay. So I'm going to let Sarge tell us, tell you what we think because we think the exact same. Okay. Sarge, why do you think they make this happen <clears throat> once a year? Okay. Why do you think this is is, uh, is they send these emails out to get people to delete all their all their vods and content because well, of DMCA? Well, they're not they're not making them delete it. It's just the easiest way to get around the blanket statement is of oh you're getting a strike, yep. right? So you want to, you want to avoid the strike at all costs, right? Because because the, they don't tell you why you're struck. They just tell you you're struck, yep. right? Yep. So. The, everybody out there knows what we're about to say. You can't Those appeal, by the way. You have right? to you have to you have to contact directly oh. to the people that 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 hit you with it. Yeah, right, right. So the reason why this happens once a year now is because or twice a year. They, but depending depending on what the flow is, yeah. right? They need the server space. Do you know how many people have videos up on servers? How many streamers there are? How many videos there Mill are millions of, each of streamers, streamer? right? Millions of streamers, hours, millions. hours of hours of content, millions of streamers, hours upon hours of millions of hours. Do you think that this all goes into the magic cloud? Do you think all these videos just hang out in the universe? No, man, there's servers someplace that are crammed full of fucking all these fucking videos. And so the only way they can say, hey, we need some fucking room or we're not going to be able to do anything <laughs> for the next fucking three months. Yeah. They go. Strike everybody down. Strike him down, and you'll be more powerful. Like, that's what they're doing. And so everyone just voluntarily goes, oh, I got to delete all my shit. I'm going to delete 200 videos of my shit over the last year. I don't have any backups for them. Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I'm not going to take the chance. Yeah. I'm not going to strike. Yeah. And so they clean house. Yep. They clean house. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous in the way they do it. And they will never come out and tell you that they're doing it. That's the reason they're doing it. 
but to no, not it just happens to be at the same time every year. Well, They're not just the weird exact that. same time, but it's 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 right around the same time. It it just it's feels right like, before the summer stuff starts. It just feels well. No, it happened last year around November, I think. So it happens yeah, like was, twice a year. Yeah, that was before that was before the new terms of service went in. I guess, but. It's just funny to me because they don't tell you. You can't. They can't tell you on YouTube. It tells you you've been struck. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you and this is who's hitting you. You can you can fight back on it. Okay, Twitch doesn't give you that option. And they're like, well, we're working on it. We're we're trying to give you the features. Like, how long does it take you to do that feature? Right? DMCA already has worked with YouTube to do the exact same thing. Right? So why don't you just go up to them and go, hey, we want that system. We want that system for Twitch so people can go. Oh well, you're DMCAing us, and we like to we like to dispute that because of fair use or 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 whatnot, right? Because it is kind of bullshit. If I if I have a song and I sing "Happy Birthday," okay, let's just say, and it's getting DMCA'd, I streamed for eight hours, but I sang "Happy Birthday" for thirty seconds, and now I get DMCA'd, and my whole video has to get taken down. Eight hours for thirty seconds. Go fuck yourself, okay? Go fuck yourself, okay? They need as a company. They need to step their shit up, okay, and get your shit together and actually be like an actual working company, not like a fly-by-night sh uh, uh, shit fest over here where you're like, well, you're getting DMCA. We can't do anything about it. Sorry, we're giving you all the tools to do everything except deal with this, right? It has to be because of server space. has to be because, like you said, there's literally, like years ago, this wasn't happening because there wasn't millions of streamers. Mm. Now there's yes. millions of streamers streaming daily, 24-7, hot tub streams, or whatever, okay? There's just content after content after content. They're like, well, time to send those emails out. We need to get some server space back. Let's see what percentage deletes everything, right? I'm going to call their bluff. I've had videos up there. Take me down on my Twitch account. Take me down because I ain't deleting shit. I ain't deleting anything, and I play music all the time. I want you to DMCA me just so I get more publicity out of it because you don't give us the right actual tools to fight against it or dispute it, okay? No one's going to see this anyway, so I'm okay with them. Go ahead and take my Twitch down, okay, for DMCA, and I want to fight it because you don't give me a reason what video or where, or what time, or timestamp, or nothing. You're just like, right. it's, so what, somewhere, it? it's somewhere right. on your video playlist from, right. from so seven what, years ago. Right, so what's your answer? Right, for seven years delete. ago. Delete. Yeah, I'm going to delete everything. Look, I, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the perfect situation. I don't make enough money to care, okay? So, to be like, well, they're taking my livelihood away from me, okay? And I'm also not big enough to where people, if they just deleted me, no one would care anyway. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like a speed bump in their way. So what happens if you have a picture of a hot tub behind you and you have a picture of you wearing a bikini? Just like a picture of it. As long as as long as I'm in the hot tub stream uh, channel or the pool channel, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, boss. We'll see if, uh, if, if we're deleted. If, the, if That'll be the first time Twitch has noticed me if that, if that happens. It, it, listen, at this point in time, the, the blanket statement of you're being, you're being struck down you know it's for you know it's for service space. There's no other reason. Yeah. At the, at this point in time, at this point, there's no other reason. All right, we got we got two big stories. Real quick, Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's not a big story. Nintendo Switch rumored new new Nintendo Switch Pro coming out. Okay, 
supposedly tonight at midnight or tomorrow pre-orders are going to go up that's just a rumor it might be we'll, we'll see what happens at e3 i i believe it's coming out this year holiday season i here do. come the here, here come the hackers hacker or no uh not hackers uh uh scammers or uh scalpers 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 yeah, the hackers and yeah. the hackers and the scalpers they're coming they're coming all right so that's one two um battlefront the leak came out. I saw the video. Also, I have a seizure that happened because it was constantly blinking. Okay. Battlefield, you mean? Battlefield. Sorry. What did I say? Battlefront? Uh, yeah. Battlefront. Yeah, I said battle. I meant battlefield. So there there is a there is a what? let's see it. No, I, I I can't put it up. It'll cause seizures? It'll it'll cause people to have seizures. Okay. Seriously. I'll, I'll look it up myself. <laughs> it's uh, that bad. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Okay, it's it's a leaked footage, so I don't know if it's if it's going to be like that. Yeah, but but it's but it's leaked. But EA didn't deny it. Right, they didn't deny it, and it is in incoherent with the stills that they released a couple of weeks ago. The the leaks that came out with the stills with the tornado in the background and the and the rocket on the on the launch pad, and then the video happens and it shows that actual map and the and the battle going on. So they didn't deny it. There's no deny, but they haven't they, can, so they haven't confirmed it's, it's it either. That's not a leak. <clears throat> right. That's not a leak. Right. So. Um, so it's coming out and I don't know where I'm on on this, Sarge. I'm excited because the battlefield is coming out. I want it to be good. Right. But at the same time, I have no feeling at all. It, it almost feels like it's a mobile game, right? That I was talking about mobile game and microtransactions for mobile games. I feel like that's what the next battlefields game is going to be. It's going to be microtransaction heavy. And I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like that's what it's going to be. And I'm not really excited about it. Like, I want to play a Battlefield game. I'm excited to play a Battlefield game. But I'm not excited because all the other Battlefield games were just getting a little bit worse every single time. And this is supposed to be like a reboot, a rejuvenation of Battlefield. And it takes place supposedly in, in, in World <laughs> War III. Rejuvenation. Yeah. It's supposed to be It's supposed to be World War III and the Russians are the bad guys. And I can't wait for the Russians to complain about this because... See, when, the, when it's history, you can't complain because uh, it was something that I'll happened. And now, if you're making a war up and you pick a you pick a, a bad guy, someone's going to complain because they're like, why do we have to be the bad guys, right? So I, 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 per, I personally think that... Uh... <laughs> I think I think that they do it on purpose, right? They They pick... They pick... <laughs> They like to publicize Battlefield Thanks, at, like, this, like this, like this way, in order to cause controversy, right? It's almost kind of like, like they know it's coming. Like they they know no matter what they do, it's coming. So a leaked footage of a gameplay is not denied at all. They just say it's a leak, but meanwhile, it's it's. We have footage coming out. You said this coming week, right? They said that they're going to talk about it this coming ninth, week. The ninth, the, the ninth, it's the coming ninth. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, any publicity is good publicity, right? Even if it's even if it's bad publicity. Well, it's funny. I watched the trailer and I said, uh, "This can't be real." Wink eye, right? I was like, "I don't see any robot women from outer space." Okay, I was like, "How is the head of the studio going to tell his daughter that that you know that not in the not in the in the future?" Right. Right? I'm waiting. I'm waiting right. for that line. I'm waiting for that line. Right. Well, yeah. if you don't like it. Don't buy it then, right? You know what I mean? Like, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I want to see if someone says it this time around. If you don't like it, don't buy it. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that statement. This no, time. EA will be like, please, please, please buy it. We have, 
uh, Easter eggs. I mean, Kinder eggs in our in our game. They're surprise mechanics. They're not microtransactions I'm, or loot boxes. I'm as excited about this game as Marlon Brando was terrified when he put his kid when he put Superman on the satellite to send him off Krypton before it blew up. Mm. Like that's how that's how emotional I am right now. It's like <laughs> put him in put him in a put him in a capsule. <laughs> Goodbye, my son. Like that's like there's no I have zero emotion for these games anymore. Zero. Zero. I, I want to talk about the Blizzard, but it's too long. Okay, too long about Blizzard, and we can hold Blizzard off for one more day or one more week. We can talk about Blizzard next week um, because there's more shit coming out about Blizzard every single week. Someone leaves and something's happening. Listen, man. So we'll talk Activision, about that next week. Here's here here's the framing. We'll frame it for you next week. We'll talk about it. Activision wanted the brand. Activision wanted the Blizzard brand. Just like Disney wanted the Star Wars brand. Activision took it over. They started doing what they wanted to do with it. The people at Blizzard who built Blizzard from the ground up said, I'm not doing this. And they left. So now you're left with the name Blizzard, but not the quality of Blizzard. Right. Sorry. That's where we are. <clears throat> That's it. I'm also going to save this one for next week as well. All right. So our expectations and hopes and dreams for Microsoft's conference, since it doesn't happen till after next show, because next week's the 10th and the show doesn't happen till the 13th, we can give our our thoughts based on what they're hoping for in this article. Next week. Next week. Next week. We'll do that. Okay. okay. And then to let you guys know. Uh, yeah, the, what are the dates? It, it, technically, it starts the 5th. On certain the indie the indie uh, thing is on the fifth I believe let me I have a, a section in our Discord our Discord channel we have so on the fifth well actually I have a I'm an idiot I have a thing up right now uh, so I have the whole E3 schedule in front of me here so uh, June twelfth there is something on the fifth it's an indie indie dev but the main E3 conference okay the main E3 conference is Saturday June twelfth okay. Ubisoft forward at 12 p.m. Pacific, so it's 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, June 12th. And then Gearbox Entertainment, there is no time for that yet, okay? Sunday, June 13th is the big one, okay, is the big one. We have Xbox Bethesda Game Studios Showcase at 10 a.m., so that's that's 1, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and that's on Sunday. If Sarge, if you could join me for any of these, I'll, I'm going to be live for all of it, okay? I'm going to be watching all of it. Uh, then there's Square Enix on Sunday, June 13th. The PC Gaming Show is on June 13th. The Future Gaming Show is on June 13th. Warner Brothers Discovery is on uh, June 13th. And 24 Entertainment is on Sunday, June 13th. Now, Monday, June 14th, we have Indie Developers. We have Take-Two Interactive. We have Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razer, Capcom, Verizon, and Intellivision. Intellivision? What the hell? They're going against Atari. Don't worry about it. Okay. And then Tuesday, June 15th, we have Nintendo Direct at 9 a.m., which is noon. We have Bandai, Bandai Namco. We have uh, Eureka Games. And we have the official E3 2021 award show. Now, on top of this, there's also Keeley Fest that's happening in the middle of all this shit that's happening. I believe that starts on the 11th, if I'm not mistaken, or the 10th. Okay. So, so we're having overlapping, overlapping conferences. There's multiple, yeah. There's multiple things happening. So uh, I don't know if they're overlapping, but uh, Keeley's doing his own thing with with the uh, with the Summerfest of games. Um, I gotta find out when his stuff is. We have that in our Discord, don't we, Krebsy? I think we do. 
Uh, E3 coverage. That's the whole thing. I know we have... Yeah, I have something on the 5th as well. We have June 5th. We have the Indie Live Expo on June 5th, starting at 3 p.m. No, I'm sorry, 11 p.m. Or, I'm sorry, 11 a.m. And then we have the Gorilla Collective uh, also uh, 11 a.m. So there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on. Uh, and that's the show. We appreciate you guys very much uh, for showing up and hanging out with us this, uh, this fine evening. Uh, we had a lot of different topics to talk about and lots of, uh, you know, lots of stuff to talk about in the two hour time span. I try to keep them within that two hour time span, uh, for, for watching purposes and, and whatnot and listening purposes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, or anchor.fm, I'm going to try to upload these, uh, on a more, you know, uh, consistent basis for the audio version. Uh, you can watch this live right after this. If you're on YouTube, you can watch this, uh, and fast forward and double speed or whatever you want. Uh, please make sure you follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey on, on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming. Uh, you could also please hit that subscribe button and hit the notification. So, you know, when we go live each and every single week, Thursday nights here on, uh, 30 and still gaming on YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape or form, you can become a member. The member of the 499 goes directly to us right here on Generation X Gaming, and it helps us with the gear and equipment and games and other things that we want to purchase and, and do. If you're in, entertained by us in any way, shape, or form, we please, uh, you know, help us out in any way. Uh, other than that, we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on this channel on 30 and Still Gaming. We do lots of other podcasts. We have next week on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, next Wednesday, this next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Loki show with me and Wolverine. We're going to be covering the Loki Disney Plus show. Uh, it comes out on Wednesday morning. We're going to be covering it. Uh, it's a discussion between me and him. And then the call-in section all at the same time. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern is when it starts next week. And then after that, me and Sarge play ESO on Wednesday nights. And then we do the podcast on Thursday nights. And after the podcast, we do ESO again after the podcast starting next week. Tonight, we're playing... I, don't, I forget the name of it again. Warhammer. <laughs> Vermintide. Ver, Vermintide. Vermintide 2. We're, yeah, What's wrong we're, with we're, you? We're taking, we're taking Vermintide 2 uh, tonight. So, uh, correct. Game Fest is June 10th at 2 p.m. Okay. So, there you go. That's the Keeley Fest. Game Wait, do, Fest. We have, do, we, do, we, do we have a full team of four people? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's just us two. All right. And then, so, it should be fun. We'll, we'll have randoms. All right. I appreciate you guys hanging out and watching, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Take care, guys. Oh, don't go anywhere. It'll be redirected directly to the next show, which is our stream. Appreciate it.